MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, November 11th, 2021. Today, we have Judge Chutkin's ruling in the Trump injunction motion against the National Archives. The Office of Special Counsel finds Trump officials repeatedly violated the Hatch Act. We're seeing harsher sentences in the insurrection cases. And the January 6th committee is very interested in at least five people from Pence's inner circle. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hey, everybody. Happy Veterans Day to all who have served. I am a veteran, so thank you. And uh, you're welcome. I'm going to get my free Applebee's margarita tonight or whatever we get for doing the things that we did. I get to be joined later in the show by Mary Trump. We're going to talk about a new newsletter she's put out called The Good in Us. Absolutely incredible, necessary reading. It's going to it's it's how we're going to save democracy. I swear you definitely want to stick around for that interview. We have a lot of news to get to today. My phone's been blowing up with the story we broke yesterday about Pence. And their badge is being deactivated. We've got a little bit of more information on that. And uh, just all sorts of things happening this week, except for the big major ones that we want, right? Like the the Gates indictment, the Rudy indictment, the Bannon indictment. When are we going to see those now that the the court has ruled that um, Trump can't stop the National Archives from going over because of executive privilege or because of a lack of legislative purpose? We'll dig into the weeds. Let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So since my breaking news about Pence's team's badges being deactivated during the attack on the Capitol, stranding them on a loading dock in a parking garage, one of my biggest hopes was that some major news outlet or Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalists had already been working on the story and talking to my sources and that my reporting might smoke them out and open the door to more reporting on why Pence and his team were stranded that day whether the 1-6 committee knows about it, and whether there are criminal investigations into it at the Department of Justice. Today, we have this reporting from CNN, which they call breaking news. The House Select Committee is interested in gathering information from at least five members of former Vice President Mike Pence's inner circle. That's according to three sources familiar with the effort. Among them is Pence's former National Security Advisor, Keith Kellogg. This is not breaking news. Keith Kellogg was subpoenaed yesterday. Anyway, Keith Kellogg, he was subpoenaed by the committee on Tuesday and was uh, with former Trump most of the day on January 6th. Multiple sources are telling CNN some individuals close to Pence may be willing to either voluntarily or under the guise of a friendly subpoena provide critical information on how Trump and his allies tried to pressure the former vice president to overturn the results of the 2020 election. According to sources familiar with the discussions, some Pence aides are proving more willing to engage with the committee than previously made public. Benny Thompson confirmed to CNN last week the committee was in the process of reaching out to the Pence associates, but said their efforts had been met with mixed success. Yes and no, he said when he was asked if Pence associates had been cooperative. I don't want to just say yes when there have been some people who clearly have said no. So we've had, you know, people on both sides. Thompson didn't reveal any of the names of any of the people the committee has been in contact with or could reach out to, but sources tell CNN the list consists of several people close to Pence, including Greg Jacob, he was former chief counsel, and former chief of staff Mark Short, 
who was also locked out of the White House on Insurrection Day. Also, of potential interest to the committee, according to a source with knowledge, are Pence's previous chief of staff, Nick Ayers, former legislative affairs director Chris Hodgson, political advisor Marty Obst, and former special assistant Zach Bauer. In addition, former Pence press secretary and Trump communications aide Alyssa Farah, who left the administration in early December 2020, has voluntarily met with Republicans on the House Select Committee and provided information. That's also old news. That's not breaking. Jacob, Hodgson, Ayers, and Bauer did not respond to CNN's request for comment. Kellogg and Short declined to comment. In an email, Obst told CNN he had not had any contact with the January 6th committee to this point, and no one has reached out to him. On Tuesday night, a federal judge denied Trump's attempts to withhold records from the committee, dealing a forceful blow to the former president's efforts to keep more than about 700 pages of documents from his White House a secret. This isn't just documents, photographs, too and communications, and schedules, calendars. Though Trump's legal team says it intends to appeal, which it has, the ruling raises doubts over his ability to stop Pence aides from helping the committee. Kellogg on Tuesday became the first person in Pence's inner circle to be subpoenaed by the committee. In its letter to Kellogg, the committee expressed interest in learning more about at least one of the January 2021 meetings with Trump and White House attorney Pat Cipollone, during which Trump insisted Pence shouldn't certify the election. The committee also stated that Kellogg was at the White House on January 6th as the attack unfolded and he has direct information regarding Trump's statements about and reactions to the Capitol insurrection. And while Kellogg served as Pence's national security advisor, he is considered a key witness because of his proximity to Trump on that day. Trump's then national security advisor, O'Brien, was out of town. According to sources who spoke to CNN, Jacob has also emerged as a person of significant interest. As Pence's general counsel, Jacob played a critical role, according to CNN, in countering efforts to persuade the former vice president not to certify the electoral results. So this was somebody who might be happily participating with the January 6th committee because he was trying to get people to stop trying to get Pence to not certify the election. He was part of Pence's team who pushed back against John Eastman. That's the coup architect and the lawyer who embraced fringe legal theories about the vice president's ability to overturn the election. We know Eastman. He's also been subpoenaed. The committee has considered Jacob a potential fact witness in their probe for a long time now, but he became more prominent following a report in the Washington Post, which CNN confirmed that Eastman, who was advising Trump, sent Jacob an email during the riot blaming Pence for causing the violence. That's who received that email. This is all your boss's fault. Him. The pursuit of cooperation from Jacob, as well as others close to Pence, underscores the committee's interest in learning more about any pressure related to blocking certification of the election results. There's nothing in here about their badges being deactivated. Quote, there was very clearly a plan on the political coup side to mobilize a campaign to get Mike Pence to block certification of the Electoral College votes. That's Rep. Jamie Raskin. Quote, Eastman's activities are perfectly clear at this point. He was the architect of a legal strategy to claim for the first time in American history that the vice president had the unilateral authority to reject electoral college votes that were the result of popular elections. And he went on to say, Eastman is obviously a figure of intense interest to the January 6th Select Committee. I don't think they're going to get cooperative uh, testimony from Eastman. Jacob could provide the firsthand account of Eastman's role in that effort. Eastman was subpoenaed by the committee on Monday. As I said, and in other coup news, former Trump immediately appealed Wednesday after a judge rejected his request late Tuesday to block the release 
of documents to the House committee investigating the January 6th Capitol insurrection. Tanya Chutkin, the judge, declined to issue a preliminary injunction sought by Trump's lawyers. Chutkin said President Joe Biden was best positioned to determine whether to waive executive privilege on the documents sought by the House. You can't have two presidents at the same time. Quote, at bottom, this is a dispute between a former and incumbent president. And the Supreme Court has already made clear that in such a circumstance, the incumbent's view is accorded greater weight. She denied the injunction by ruling the public interest was well served by the committee's inquiry. Trump was arguing it's in the public interest to block the documents. And she says, no, opposite. It's opposite day. Quote, the public interest lies in permitting, not enjoining the combined will of the legislative and executive branches. Combined will of the legislative and executive branches to study the events that led to and occurred on January 6th and to consider legislation to prevent such events from ever occurring again. By the way, consider legislation. That's that uh, that whole thing we were waiting for, right? There's a legislative purpose here. And a judge just said there was. And some of us, including Lawrence Tribe and Lawrence O'Donnell and myself, think that that clears the way for them to indict Bannon. Trump, quote, does not acknowledge the deference owed to Biden's judgment as president, Chutkin said. Presidents are not kings and plaintiff is not president. (laughs) Shade. Trump's lawyer, Jesse Bunnell, or Bunnell, appealed immediately to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, arguing the National Archives and Records Administration would release the documents Friday if they don't block it. This case is likely to reach the Supreme Court. Biden largely waived the executive privilege on records that would be given to the committee, which includes call logs, drafts of remarks, speeches, handwritten notes from Trump's then chief of staff, Mark Meadows, photographs, all that according to a court filing by the National Archives. I wonder if those Pence photos in the loading dock are in there. There are also copies of talking points from then press secretary Kaylee McEnany and a draft executive order on the topic of election integrity. I want to know what's in that. Executive order, topic of election integrity. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi praised the ruling from Chuck Ken, saying nobody could stand in the way of pursuing the truth about the dark day in history known as the insurrection, January 6th. The district court has delivered an important victory, she says, for the Constitution, for the rule of law, and the American people in ruling to decisively reaffirm the House's broad investigatory powers and to reject the past president's attempted obstruction of the investigation into the deadly January 6th insurrection. And remember how we talked about, you know, the Mazars case, like why did they, you know, he ran out the clock and then the new Congress issued another thing for Mazars and they finally got the Mazars stuff to be handed over. And everybody was like, but what's even the point? Well, you know, we said it was crucial in establishing congressional oversight power. And it clearly was because this ruling by Chutkin mentions Mazars 40 times. And on a subject near and dear to my heart. At least 13 former Trump administration officials violated the law by intermingling campaigning with their official government duties. That's according to a new federal investigation released Tuesday. The report from the Office of Special Counsel says the uh, officials broke the law without consequence and with the administration's approval as part of a willful disregard for the Hatch Act. They smashed the Hatch Act, which prohibits government officials from using their official roles to influence elections including supporting candidates while acting in their official capacity. Quote, the cumulative effect of these repeated and public violations was to undermine public confidence in the nonpartisan operation of government. Such flagrant and unpunished violations erode the principal foundation of our democratic system and the rule of law. The office investigated officials' comments that led up to the 2020 presidential election, including 
at the RNC, which was held at the White House in a major break from historical norms. While the uh, Office of Special Counsel concluded that hosting the event at the White House did not itself violate the Hatch Act, it found plenty of other instances where Trump officials did, mostly by promoting the former president's reelection in media interviews in which they appeared in their official capacity. Among the officials cited, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Jared Kushner, who served as a senior advisor to the president, former White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany, Kellyanne Conway, Stephen Miller, Robert O'Brien, and, uh, of course, Pompeo. Now, Kellyanne Conway had been repeatedly cited by the office, even during Trump's term, which at one point went so far as to call for her removal. Quote, in each case, the subject official was identified by their official title, discussed administration policies and priorities related to their official duties, and spoke from the White House grounds. The investigation also found that then-Secretary of State Mike Pompeo changed State Department policy to allow himself to speak at Trump's convention and then referenced official work in his speech. And it found then acting Secretary of Homeland Security Chad Wolf violated the Hatch Act by presiding over a naturalization ceremony that was orchestrated for convention programming. Remember that? Yeah, Hatch Act violation. The report notes the office repeatedly warned Trump White House officials about their violations, but the former president who's responsible for enforcing the law for high-ranking officials never bothered. Given the limited power the office has to enforce Hatch Act violations, the report suggests potential changes to the law. This is what we need, including a statutory amendment that would allow it to fine Senate-confirmed presidential appointees and commissioned officers, as well as greater investigative power. They also recommend an amendment to clarify which areas of the White House should be off-limits to political activity. And finally, former mixed martial arts fighter, He pled guilty to assaulting a police officer during the January 6th attack on the Capitol, was sentenced Wednesday to 41 months in prison. Federal prosecutors had recommended 44 months. Scott Fairlam, he's 44 years old of New Jersey, is the first person sentenced for assaulting a law enforcement officer. And his sentence is the longest that a rioter has received. Judge Royce Lamberth's sentencing decision is considered a canary in the coal mine indicator of what punishment dozens of other rioters could receive for acts of violence. The uh, offense cut at the heart of American democracy, Lamberth said, expressing outrage over what Fairlam was caught on video doing, quoted such a serious crime, I can't give a below guideline sentence. And he didn't. Fairlam cried on Wednesday. He said his father was a veteran who served in the military. He apologized for disgracing his family's name and called his behavior irresponsible and reckless. He says he takes responsibility for what he did and referenced health problems, including cancer and cardiac issues. A prosecutor argued the federal sentencing guidelines were important to follow ahead of similar cases in the future. They were like, you're setting a precedent here, Judge. It's important we go by these guidelines. Fairlam solicited donations and has collected $30,000, the prosecutor said, asking the judge to impose a fine and saying it's not right for the defendant to financially benefit from January 6th. Fairlam's defense attorney argued for time served. He's been jailed since January 22nd at his home. In New Jersey, the attorney said it was rare to see such a commendable person take such a wrong step. The lawyer also argued that pretrial detention time in D.C.'s jail has been harsh and should count towards leniency. In addition to the prison term, Lamberth ordered Fairlam to pay $2,000 in restitution and be under supervised release for three years. Fairlam picked up a police baton as he joined the mob that broke past the line of police officers and breached the Capitol. A video showed him holding the collapsible baton and shouting, what do patriots do? We fucking disarm them and then we storm the fucking Capitol. 
An eight-month prison term was previously the longest sentence among the nearly two dozen rioters who have been sentenced. A man who posted threats connected to January 6th but did not storm the Capitol was sentenced to 14 months in prison. And Jacob Chansley, the QAnon adherent who infamously stormed the Senate chamber shirtless wearing horns, should go to prison for 51 months. That's what prosecutors said Tuesday in a late-night sentencing memo carrying their stiffest recommendation yet. Images of Chansley on the Senate rostrum where he scrawled a menacing note to Mike Pence became iconic in the aftermath of the attack. He's just a this is just the third felony defendant to reach the sentencing phase of the prosecution after pleading guilty to obstructing Congress to certify the election. Defendant Chansley's now infamous criminal acts have made him the public face of the Capitol riot. The defendant was among, quote, the first 30 rioters to penetrate the U.S. Capitol building. The defendant then stalked the hallowed halls of the building, riling up other members of the mob with his screaming obscenities about our nation's lawmakers and flouting the opportunity to rid our government of those he has long considered to be traitors. The Justice Department's sentencing proposal for Chansley, who is not accused of assaulting law enforcement or destroying government property, far outstrips prosecutors' 18-month recommendation for Paul Hodgkins, the only felony defendant serving a prison sentence related to the January 6th attack so far. A judge ultimately sentenced Hodgkins, who, like Chansley, made it to the Senate chamber to an eight-month jail term. They want 51 months for Chansley. Prosecutor's recommendation of over four years in prison is at the top of the sentencing guideline range of 41 to 51 months. Same as uh, the other guy, the MMA guy. But the MMA guy got 41 months. Prosecutors say Chansley warrants a stiffer sentence than Hodgkins and Fairlamb because of his months-long effort to sow disinformation about the integrity of the election, his repeated refusal to listen to police officers' commands inside the Capitol, and his brandishing of a spear-tipped flagpole. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. We should know soon. We'll be right back with Mary Trump to discuss her amazing newsletter. It's incredible. You want to read it. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG for The Beans, and today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that simplifies daily nutrition. My, You know, I have a hectic schedule. I intermittently fast. I have bad sleep habits. Uh, it can make it difficult to maintain effective nutrition. I have gaps in my diet. Let's just say that. Gaps in my diet, and I'm missing a lot of vitamins because I'm perimenopausal. But thanks to AG1 by Athletic Greens, I have convenient, comprehensive daily nutrition. One scoop of AG1 has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, so you don't have to have a separate one of those, a greens superfood blend, so you don't have to do that separately. It's all in one place. And uh, the special blend of high-quality bioavailable ingredients and a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the gaps in your diet. And it also supports energy and focus. It aids with gut health and digestion and supports a healthy immune system. It effectively replaces multiple products and pills with one healthy, delicious drink. It's carb-free, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, has less than one gram of sugar, and while being free of GMOs, nasty chemicals, and artificial anything, it's the best thing ever. It's, it tastes amazing. Also, it's called AG1. That's awesome. And another great thing is that it changes as science changes. Unlike most nutritional supplements, Athletic Greens improves AG1 based on the latest research. They've had 53 improvements in the last decade so far and counting. So I highly recommend you give it a try. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year supply of vitamin D, which is good in the wintertime because we don't get as much sun. And you get five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. And today's show is also brought to you by Wealthfront. Investing apps make it easy for investors to start trading, but just because it's easy doesn't mean it's good. 
And that's what makes Wealthfront different. They make it easy for you to invest and they make it good for you to learn more about investing too. You'll become smarter with Wealthfront. You can uh, start with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or customize it to suit your needs with socially responsible funds, solar stuff, crypto trusts, uh, hundreds of other investments. It's easy to get started too. And you'll have a long-term portfolio in minutes. And the goal of Wealthfront is to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without having to deal with the hassle of doing everything by yourself. You're protected from unnecessary risk because your portfolio will be diversified across asset classes. And if you don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill, they do it for you. And if you're not sure how to rebalance your portfolio or you're like me and you don't know what rebalancing is, they do that automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. You can get your first $5,000 managed for free at Wealthfront.com slash Daily Beans. It takes just minutes to start building your wealth. Visit Wealthfront.com slash Daily Beans. That's Wealthfront, F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Daily Beans. Everybody, welcome back. I am happy to be joined today by the author of The Reckoning, a very important book you need to pick up. It's Mary Trump. Mary, hello. Hey, it's great to be back. It hasn't been that long, actually. No, I was. we were just making cookies. I mean, cocktails. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right where you're sitting, actually. That's right. We were actually in person in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, not baking. It's probably best for everyone. Concocting <laughs> is much more up my alley. Same. Same. Where's Sebastian? I don't see him. Is he around? Uh, yep. Hello, buddy. Hi. Hi, Sebastian. How are you today? I'm allowed to ask him. I ask him. I don't ask you. <laughs> That's right. You can't ask me that question. <laughs> He's totally cool with it. Awesome. That's good to see him. Doesn't go on Twitter and he doesn't watch the news, right? <laughs> so He's much healthier than I am. Yeah, same. He's in much better shape. I have to ask, the reason I wanted to have you on today is because you've been working on a project for a while now. And it just launched and it's absolutely amazing. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, I decided a while ago that I wanted to do a newsletter or blog, as we used to call them. So, you know, I, I, as you know, I love Twitter, but it has certain limitations beyond beyond the character limitations and the lack of an edit button. I wanted to find a way to create a community that was more, that was more interactive than Twitter can be. And don't get me wrong. um, I have actually met people on Twitter. I now consider friends. I'm sure you've had the same experience. So it's very cool, you know, a little self-selected community, (laughs) but you know, I wanted to do something a little more personal that would give me a little bit more latitude in terms of what I talked about, how I talked about it and the length at which I could talk about it. So, you know, I, I, um, (laughs) sorry, Sebastian is (laughs) turning his head upside down to look at AG. Yeah. Well, that's his deal. Like I remember when I was there and he would like literally turn his head all the way upside down to chat. Like Like it's literally side eye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you have to stop and laugh. You do when that happens. Yeah, because you're very handsome. He is very handsome. Of course, Sebastian will be an integral part of the newsletter. Yes. Which is probably the biggest draw. But, you know, I I, uh, I believe, as as you do and, and people who are paying attention to, that uh, 2022 is uh, the most important election of our lifetime, and we need to pull out all the stops. So I, I kind of feel like the more all of us are... Uh, you know, the more platforms we have, the more reach we have, the better. And I think it's 
you know, what I what I try to what I've tried to do always is to be very honest about what's going on, about the threats we face, about the seriousness of the threats we face, but do it in a really measured way because, you know, you don't want to freak people out or make them tune out. But at the same time, you know, we need to be angry too. like the right is angry for no reason. And we have plenty of legitimate reasons to be angry. And in addition to that, something I've grappled with for a really long time and that I think we're now grappling with as a country is why is it that the worst among us seem to get all the power, seem to get away with everything, and the rest of us who still believe in kindness and compassion and who have empathy uh, have those things turned against us. And in a way, it kind of reminds me of my dad, you know? He tried so hard, but he was in the wrong family. He was in a family that that considered kindness, weakness, and valued cruelty as a strategy, actually. And, and we do see that being borne out. So, you know, the title, The Good in Us, it's not sappy. It's not saccharine. I think it's incredibly important that we don't lose the good stuff, but we need to understand the ways in which it can make us vulnerable. So I that was the place I was starting from. And in that vein, I re- it reminded me of a, an Oscar Wilde quote that I had wanted to use as a chapter heading in my first book, but then I was told that I wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> so I didn't end up having any uh, epigraphs before my chapters. So it's good, though, because I got to use the quote now. So the quote is, the gods are strange. It is not our vices, only they make instruments to scourge us. They bring us to ruin through what in us is good, gentle, human, loving. So, and I think the right does that. They use our goodness. They use our empathy. They use our acceptance against us. And well, most, most abusers do that. Most narcissists right. do that. They take advantage of intelligence and kindness. Yep. And um, kind people know it. <laughs> kind That's people right. know it well. And that's why, I, first of all, I love the, the good in us. And, you know, Mary, the, the whole the Daily Beans and, and Mueller, she wrote, has been all about taking this shit show and trying to make it palatable and, and so that people can stay up on the news without becoming totally depressed. You know, I, I think that that's a conversation I think we had the very first time I met you on the show that, you know, you don't make it palatable by by softening it or downplaying it, you make it palatable by reminding people that there are other things. And that's what you guys do with your good news segment and, you know, the pet pics and the thing about when people get lyrics wrong, you know, <laughs> which <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, you know, that's how you do it. You you say, okay, things are horrible and we we need to face that squarely, but there are so many good people in the world. You know, I just I just had a conversation with Brian Kloss about his book, Corruptible, and he basically just goes around the world interviewing autocrats and dictators and people who've tortured and murdered other human beings to understand, you know, who's attracted to power, who gets power, why they get it, why so many of us uh, give our our own power over to other people who don't deserve power over whatever. And what's really interesting about the book and about his take on it is that you know, he's very optimistic 
because um, what he's learned is exactly what we're talking about. There are more of us and there are ways in which um, the problem is the system, not the individual. You know, you can't if somebody is just inherently bad, you should not waste your time changing them. And, and we've had that discussion, too. You know, if somebody decided to vote for Donald twice, I, I, I'm not going to waste my time on them. But, you know, there are people who, for various reasons, just, you know, they're caught up in something. And if we change the system, then they they will follow. So I that was a really cool and kind of unexpected turn in his book and in his uh, assessment of things. So, yeah. And it's, it's interesting to, to maintain that sort of level of optimism when you're talking about this absolute, you know, cruel power. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about power and, and optimism and how we can find a, a place to, you know, to exist in between them. I do have to take a quick break though. Will you stay with me? Yeah, of course. Thanks. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this portion of The Beans is brought to you by Glamnetic. If you're feeling victimized by lash glue, you are not alone. Get Instagram's hottest makeup brand into your makeup bag and you never have to struggle with lash glue again. It's not sticky. It's off. It's just such a pain. Glamnetic's six magnet lashes are one of a kind. They're made to stay on all day. They apply in seconds. Lash glue doesn't stand a chance. I'm loving these lashes and you will too. Glamnetic's magnetic eyelashes are amazing. They take under just a minute to apply with no toxic glue, no struggle, no mess. You get up to 60 uses per lash. So they're eco-friendly and wallet-friendly. With the glue, you have to throw them away each time because they get gunk all over them. They have over 75 styles. You can find your perfect fit from natural to full glam. You can get a different lash for every mood and every occasion. You can take their lash quiz or use their lash guide to find the style that suits you best. Plus, they have vegan and cruelty-free options available. Over 500,000 happy customers can't be wrong, and they have a 100% money-back guarantee. With expedited shipping and free shipping in the U.S. and Canada on orders over $30, you can find out for yourself why Glamnetic Lashes are Instagram's favorite beauty hack. So go to glamnetic.com beans and enter promo code beans for 30% off your order. This code is only available for our listeners. That's glamnetic.com beans and enter promo code beans at checkout for 30% off. I promise these lashes literally apply themselves. And today's show is also brought to you by Chili Sleep. Did you know women are at higher risk of poor sleep quality because of hormonal changes that disrupt circadian rhythms that can negatively impact your overall health that can later lead to hot flashes and night sweats in up to 85% of women making sleep seem impossible. And if you put the cell phone down and turn the lights off, your body still needs one final trigger to let you know it's time to go to sleep. And that trigger is a decrease in body temperature, which hacks your primal response and convinces your body it's bedtime. Now, this is where chilly sleep comes to the rescue. Chili Sleep makes the Uller and Cube sleep systems. They're customizable, hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers. They fit right over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. Women involved in the Wake Forest menopause study said Chili Sleep's bedding products made significant changes to their sleep patterns and sleep ability. 57% or so saw a decrease in severity of hot flashes, and me included. You know, I've had trouble falling asleep, but not anymore. And I've already been sleeping much better since I started using Chili Sleep. So head over to chilisleep.com slash beans to learn more and check out our special offer available exclusively for Daily Beans listeners and only for a limited time. That's Chili Sleep, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash beans to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with the author of The Reckoning and now the author of the new newsletter called The Good in Us, Mary Trump. And Mary, a couple of things before 
the break, you had mentioned, you know, the the evil people maintaining power and and getting power and, you know, using our kindness against us. And you mentioned your your dad and I'll never forget. I know I've brought this up to you several times because in your first book, I, I remember you told the story of your dad sitting down in front of your grandpa and and saying, I need help. I need help. And instead of your grandpa saying, what what can I do for you? How can I help? He said, what do you want from me? And that, to me, created this absolute sort of definition of the dichotomy between the two, the two different sorts of entities that we're dealing with, right? The kind people and the cruel people. It, it painted a picture, a stark picture of what we were up against in the 2020 election, for me at least, Biden versus Donald. And you also said in your latest book, The, the Reckoning, you know, it actually seems that with, you know, the old saying with great power com- comes great responsibility. And you're like, no, it seems like with great power comes no responsibility. And we have to change that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what has been one of the most disturbing, but enlightening things is is to, to see how experiences that both of us certainly have had as individuals with, you know, the wrong people having the power and um you know, our, our best qualities being used against us to demoralize us, uh, to see that played out at a societal level has been quite something. It's been hard. It, it's really hard. It's been <laughs> hard and it's been triggering because, it, yeah. you, you know, it's like, you know, my personal PTSD, I have a hard time watching sexual assault or rape scenes in movies. And so it's it, it's true. I have a hard time watching what the, the you know, what Donald did to the country and to society. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of people, I think a lot more people have, have PTS or at least some some version of it than than realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after the last year and a half. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, and I think that a lot of people are still sort of reeling from it. It's sort of shock. You know how when you, you know, I've brought I've, you to break a bone and you're like, oh, look at that huh, you know, and it, it doesn't start, it doesn't sink in and start really hurting until, until later. Right. And I just sort of feel like we're all just sort of walking around like, yep, everything is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we, it can't, we can't focus on the best of all the time. You know, there does have to be some respite because there's been so little of it for the last Five years, you know, and it, I think it has shocked a lot of people. Um, not me, probably not you, but it has shocked a lot of people who weren't prepared, I don't think, for the fact that things did not get better after Biden was sworn into office. Well, they couldn't. I mean, obviously, they couldn't, right? Some things did because, you know, the vaccination rollout and, 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 uh, uh, the economy and jobs and um, hopefully this legislation. But in terms of the um, American political crisis, the American constitutional crisis, things have actually gotten worse. Yeah. And uh, you talk about I mean, there's always these lingering effects. You talk about it in, in the reckoning. You talk about the 70 plus million people who did vote for Donald. There's they didn't go away when Biden won. And then and, right. and we have here's a great example. The court, the Supreme Court. That is a lingering problem that is going to be here for decades. 
that that wasn't going to be snap your fingers fixed when Biden won. And I'm worried and I know you're worried that a lot of people will be discouraged and sort of blame it on the fact that, you know, say, oh, I guess Biden wasn't the answer um, when people have a hard time separating those things out. And you and I have talked at length about how we can kind of move forward, because like you said, 2022, in fact, every single subsequent election from now on is going to be the most important election of our lives That's right. until we get voting rights and gerrymandering sorted That's and money right. out of politics. So that's right. and I think that that's so great that that's what you're aiming uh, to do in in this newsletter. And I've I've shared it on Twitter and I, I encourage everybody to read it. Talk a little bit more about how we go forward and sort of battle this what's going to be fatigue from these lingering effects that are that don't simply go away because we voted properly in 2020. Right. Well, context is really important. And that's that's one of the problems. Like, I think people get demoralized because they forget why things are the way they are. You know, it's not because Biden's not doing the right thing. It's because in, in many instances, his hands are tied. He's he's he inherited. I mean, I think that that he inherited or sorry, he was dealt the worst hand of any incoming president uh, in modern Easily. history. Yeah, by far. For sure. So, you know, I, I understand that it's 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 kind of normative for people to think, well, you know, he's the president. It's all his responsibility. But you know, these problems didn't didn't spring into being on January 20th, 2021. And the other thing that's important for us to keep in mind, I mean, not that it's 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 not it's not an easy thing to accept, but I think it does. You know, if you understand things, you you maybe won't get demoralized. It'll maybe help you be more motivated is that the last four years weren't typical. Like when when people look at the Virginia gubernatorial race as well you know this is what happens in off-year election that suggests that it was in the wake of something normal and it wasn't the fact that any republican gets gets elected to anything especially in a trending blue state after you know a man in the that party uh the leader of that party killed hundreds of thousands of Americans and tortured children. And, you know, so it's it's difficult to to grapple with that stuff. But knowing it helps because we know what we're dealing with. And if we know what we're dealing with, then we can collectively put pressure on our leaders who also seem to be treating everything like it's, you know, business as usual. We need to put four seats on the uh, Supreme Court. You know, it's like this, it's this weird thing. Well, you know, they got into power. They cheated to do it, but they're there now. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, that's not acceptable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when when the current status quo was gained at the hands of lawlessness, how can you maintain the status quo? It just yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, I think that I think that what you're putting forth and I'm, and I'm so glad you're you're doing this. I'm so glad you're writing because it's stuff that we need to read. And it's stuff that that I think is very important as we head into 2022 and 2024. 
Uh, and, you know, like I said, you and I have talked at length, like, what are we going to do? Well, this is it. These are the things that we do. And right. I'm really excited about this. And I'm I'm glad that you're here to tell us about it. And I really want to encourage everybody to to subscribe and, and, and read this. Can you tell everybody where they can where they can find it? Yeah, it's the uh, URL is just marytrump.substack.com. And, I, you know, it's it's a it's a great. For me, it's a it's a great exercise because, as with you, it's extremely important to me that there be humor wherever we can find it, and that you know, if not you know, laugh out loud humor, at least a little levity. Even if we're talking about the most serious things, which I I apologize, I could not find in my second book, but I I, I will do in my. It would have been weird. It would have been weird. Yeah, exactly. It's like when somebody says, so I really enjoyed your second book. I'm like, "Uh, can I recommend a therapist to you? Because I don't understand (laughs) why you enjoyed my second book. It was not enjoyable. It was a very poignant, important book that was hard to get through. That's yeah. yeah. The the newsletter will not be that. Uh, Although (laughs) there will be very challenging things. um, But, you know, we're people who believe in keeping our eyes wide open. Because that's the only way we get through this. You know, we don't, I don't want to uh, pull punches. I don't want to lie to people and make them pretend things are better than they are. Um, and, I, you know, not to demoralize them, but, I, you know, that's how we that's how we prepare to fight. Well, yeah, just like trauma. You have to go through it right. to get through it. Right. I mean, you that's you right. have to you have to with the eyes wide open. I spent uh, a lot of years with eyes closed to survive. We did that, I think, particularly in 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's time to open the eyes up again. And well, 2016 too. deal with it. Right. Oh, d- I, why did you even bring that up? I'm I had, so sorry. My eyes were so closed I'm that I had forgot. Out so I we for- forget. I had I forgotten that 2016 existed. <laughs> sorry. That's how good I am at compartmentalizing things. Man. Shall I tell you a joke? This is my favorite. Well, it's not my favorite Steve Rowe joke, but it's the only one I remember. Let's hear it. Uh, I walked past the diner and there was a sign in the window that said breakfast served anytime. So I walked in, sat at a table, and I ordered French toast in the Renaissance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the old. Yeah, and then, that's all I know. And then from the movie Swingers, he's like, "Yeah, I ordered that French toast," and she walks, but he's and she's like, "She didn't get it. She doesn't know anything about the Renaissance Festival. Who the fuck am I? What the hell?" And, and she walks back by, and he's like, "Hey, about my French toast," and she goes, "Hang on, Voltaire." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's a waitress at a diner. What does she do? Oh, good times. Good times. I can't remember. I can't think of any of my favorite jokes. Right? Oh, what's 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 red and smells like blue paint? What? Does red, blue red paint have a particular smell? I don't know. Tell me. Uh, red paint. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Enjoy. I answered and, my own question. Yeah, I know you did. Sebastian, it was lovely to see you, my friend. Uh, I love how he just will tank his face and his beak into any part of your skin or, <laughs> and or head while, while, while we're talking. As long as you're not removing chunks of my flesh, it's fine. Then, then we're fine. Yeah, then we're good to go. <laughs> anyway, it was great to talk to you. And uh, everybody check out the good in us, marytrump.substack.com. Uh, you will not be sorry. It's very, very important very good reading too. And again, so glad. I mean, again, the reckoning, 
it's probably one of the most important books I've read in the last decade, but not funny. So I'm glad to have, I'm glad that where you're writing something where you have your yeah, read a chapter that read my newsletter, <laughs> read a chapter, read my newsletter. But seriously, I'm so grateful to have this chance to talk about it because it's something I've really been looking forward to. I'm really excited about people getting a chance to, to, to communicate with people in a to- totally different way and, and, you know, have a community and get to interact and all that other good stuff. So. And it's a, it's a amazing community. Yeah. A very, it's one of my favorite things, this community. So everyone, if you see it, you see my tweet, retweet it, share it, tell everybody, get everybody and tell them. And uh, it, it, you'll be, you'll be glad you did. As I like to say, thanks so much, Mary. Uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Stay safe. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey everybody. It's AG. I have the best holiday gift for everyone on your list. I'm a careful gift giver. I try to find just the right present for each person on my list. Honestly, the gift everyone wants is a better night's sleep, and you can give that to them with Bowl and Branch. They never disappoint with the highest quality sheets, blankets, pillows, and throws. And their holiday packaging makes your gift look and feel special. I am crazy about my Bowl and Branch sheets. I bought the throw too. I absolutely love it. But the sheets are buttery soft, and they're light and luxurious. They have this silken texture, a great drape, and they get soft and softer with every wash. Uh, And they're also transparently sourced and produced to a higher standard with toxin-free processes and fair trade certification. Their sheets are amazing quality and they're a fair price. I'm planning on gifting a set to someone special this season so they can enjoy them every single day. And I've given throws to people as well. Uh, And now they probably all know what they're getting. (laughs) Bowl and Branch holds themselves to a higher standard across the board. They source pure organic cotton. They put workers' rights first. Absolutely love them. So treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bowl and Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging. Order by 1219 for guaranteed delivery by Christmas. And right now, the best deals of the year are happening till today, from November 1st to the 11th. Use promo code DAILYBEANS at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L and branch.com and promo code DAILYBEANS. Exclusions may apply. And today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp, providing professional online therapy whenever you need it the most. We can all use support for our mental health and BetterHelp counselors are always there to provide support and guidance no matter what you're going through. You know, I have PTSD and anxiety and I have learned it's always better to seek assistance rather than to try to deal with it alone. But asking for help is tough. Thank you for BetterHelp because they make it easier and convenient. You can message your counselor at any time from anywhere in the world. You get timely responses and you can schedule weekly meetings by phone or video again from anywhere. It's more affordable than offline counseling and financial aids available. And to get that great therapeutic match, changing counselors is easy and free. So visit BetterHelp's website and read some testimonials like this one by BetterHelp user PH, who says, this is my first experience with a therapist and I feel like I hit a home run being matched with Dr. Fernandez. In addition to great video sessions, she has sent me numerous articles to read and a couple of book recommendations, all of which have been super helpful. She's already made a big impact. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You can join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we're blown on good news. It's on the way. And joining me today for the good news is no one. Everyone's busy today. So it's going to be me and y'all. So thank you for your submissions. If you have anything you want to send in, confessions, corrections, idioms, idiots of the Senate, misheard song lyrics, um, shared swears, find the cat, happy places, what the mutt, whatever you want to send in, shit kids say, shit parents say. And of course, I'm taking all Halloween photos up to and probably beyond Thanksgiving. 
at which point I will take pets dressed as turkeys. Send them in to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh, There is now a way for you to gift a subscription, a premium subscription, to get ad-free episodes in the premium feed and access to the Zoom calls and the happy hours and the meet and greets and all that stuff. There's a way to gift those subscriptions directly to someone you know. You can do that by going to dailybeans.supercast.com and choose gift a subscription at the top of the page. And you can also still donate a subscription anonymously by going to dailybeanspod.com and scrolling down to the bottom to find patrons sponsoring patrons. That is also where you would sign up to get one of those free sponsored year-long memberships to our premium feed. First up, from Tim from Florida, pronouns he and him. Hi, Beanophiles. Great to have Amy on all week. DG is great, but also Amy adds a real sparkle. I want to give a shout out to Amy for the great job she did in the Netflix series Made, where she plays an abused woman who befriends the main actor in a shelter for abused women. The miniseries is great based on a true story and really highlights the struggles that women can have with the system when trying to get help to exit abusive relationships. It also shows how key provisions in the human infrastructure programs as part of the Build Back Better plan will really significantly help women in this category. P.S. Here's a picture from a recent safari in Botswana. It's a profile of a sex hexhama, the king of the marsh pride lions, famous for their ability to take down full-grown elephants. Wow, look at this guy. I want to pet his wrinkles. He's got shoulder wrinkles. Thank you for that submission. Yeah, that is great. Made on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Next up from Louise in Lynchburg, Virginia, pronouns she and her. Hi, Allison, Dana, Amy, and Kanai. Ooh, we got a hello for Kanai. Hello from Lynchburg, Virginia. After the sting of the Virginia gubernatorial election loss, it felt so good today to get my eight-year-old daughter vaccinated. We went out to Dairy Queen for blizzards to celebrate. That is so old school, and I effing love it, Louise. My parents used to take me to either the A&W root beer stand for root beer floats, or to Dairy Queen, and my favorite thing was the butterscotch-dipped cone and or the butterscotch-dipped dilly bars. I haven't, every time I go to Dairy Queen now, they don't have the butterscotch dip anymore, just the chocolate dip. Just top 40 basic chocolate dip bullshit. Anyway, eight-year-old daughter vaccinated. We went to Dairy Queen for blizzards to celebrate. I don't have pets for the pet tax, so I will submit this picture of me working the Democratic table on Liberty University's campus on the morning of Election Day in the rain. Uh, My sister and I did it together and carried our Rainbow Pride umbrellas so they would really love us. We also volunteered for the same gig on Election Day 2020, so attaching that picture too. Thank goodness that one went better. It can be hard being a progressive here in Lynchburg. Listening to your podcast helps me feel more empowered to stand up for what I believe in, even in odd places like Liberty's Campus. Oh, thank you for everything and keep it up. I love it. You were on Liberty's Campus the morning of Election Day, the Democratic table in the rain. And I have it pictured in my head that it wasn't raining anywhere else on Liberty University campus, just over the Democratic table. But here they are. Yeah, look, it's (laughs) Mark Warner, Biden-Harris over here. Awesome. Congratulations. Wonderful. Sorry about the gubernatorial thing, but high five on the eight-year-old getting vaccinated and the blizzards too. I recommend those to anyone. And from Anka. And this was the rest of the hallelujah. We're going to do two more verses. I think there's three total. The rest of us, we've hunkered down. We've masked and vaxxed and fought the frown. We follow the news and try to keep faith in the law. With oligarchs chasing nothing but moolah, 
uh, we need AG and DG and the good news. Hallelujah. I, I'm not sure how that I think there's I feel like there's a sentence missing, but I love it. Next up, I've heard there was a secret sauce that people took. It pleased the boss. But you think you know better than them, do ya? It goes like this. You take your shots. Alpha falls, then Delta hits. The anti-vaxxers sing hallelujah. I feel like that's a repeated chorus. It is. Wait, look. Oh, these are just repeated. I'm just repeating these. Except for the rest of us, we've hunkered down. So there you go. Thank you. We've sung them all. Anka, I didn't realize they were repeats. Anyway, I get to see the pictures again. The little yellow flower and the succulents and the cat. The Halloween kitty. So thank you. That's good. Next up from Audrey. Pronouns she and her. Hello, goddesses of the Leguminati. Per AG's request, I'm sending a Halloween costume of sorts picture along with a brief shit kids say submission because it goes with the pick. <laughs> this right here is my almost four year old nephew. He loves scary stuff. He dressed up as Jason Voorhees, but he can't quite say his name. So when he's not in character, he says, I'm Jason Four Keys, auntie. So yeah, that's definitely my nephew. Loves the creepy stuff, just like his auntie. Auntie, auntie, look how cute he is. Oh my God, he did dress up like Jason. And then he's got a shirt that says, I don't try, I do Reebok. That's frightening. He does like creepy stuff. I was scared of that shit when I was a kid, man. I, Pirates of the Caribbean scared me when I was little. Jason, forget about it. Thank you for those photos. Next up from Molly, pronouns she and her. Hello, amazing beans queens. It's Molly of Lucille, the hot dog cat fame. I wanted to share something hilarious. My friend's eight-year-old daughter said to us this evening, this is a shit kids say submission. After dinner, we offered our little buddy some chocolate mousse for dessert. Little buddy responded by saying quite firmly, I'm sorry, but I'm just not comfortable eating animals. It took everything in me not to laugh. Anyway, I hope this brings you some much needed laughter, chocolate mousse. For pet tax, I'm enclosing another photo of our voluptuous and graceful beauty, Lucille. There, Dova Chonky. She does like to sit like a person. Ah, oh, absolutely adorable. I have to say that again. You want some chocolate mousse? I'm sorry, I'm just not comfortable eating animals. <laughs> cool, man. More chocolate mousse for me. Uh, and, uh, if you have any, again, good news, confessions, corrections, anything you want to send in, anything, just please do. If you, Even if you want to send in just photos of adoptable pets in your area, you can do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Thank you for sending in all of these submissions. And, you know, I'll, I, I'll, I might be by myself again tomorrow reading the good news. So I'm really going to need a lot of it. Please send it in to me. And uh, Dana will be back Monday into your ears. Until then, everybody, well, I'll be here tomorrow. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been Allison Gill and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.